0: Jesus House, in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House, London. God bless you. Our Father and our God, King of Glory, we come before you tonight and we ask, O Lord, that the Holy Spirit takes absolute control of all that we do, all that we say, and all that we are. We ask our Father tonight that as we share your word, as we spend time and sit at your feet with your word, that you grant clarity, insight, and wisdom. We pray, my Father, that your word prepares our hearts. We pray, my Father, that your word brings comfort, exhortation, and edification. We pray this In the name of Jesus, Father Almighty God, for all those who are joining via the podcast, we are grateful for their presence, and we ask you to bless them as we go into tonight. We really commit tonight into your hands, Father. Take absolute control. Glorify your name. In Jesus' most holy name, we have prayed. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, as we go into the Word, we, we started on a journey last week, and we're going to continue this week. And so we were looking at two things. We're looking at two things. Um, We're using the framework of the Lord bringing in new wine, and we're looking at how he has built um, a relationship of trust and how we can trust God. That's what we're going to continue tonight. And so just a very, very short recap of what we did last last week. Um, You can catch up on the podcast. And so what we did last week, we looked at the fact that it is the new wine is not a thing it is a person it's the Lord himself and we're looking at how he does that that God fills us with new wine we spoke about that and we spoke about how the Lord sows the word and that the the Holy Spirit is referred to as water and that so we, we looked at that the next thing we looked at is this is how God rebuilds our journey of trust. Um, we looked at that fact and we looked at how he introduces his name. And that's what we looked at last week. And then we looked at how God treats his name very highly. And then we also looked at the that he moved from there or he moved on from there. And he began to build that journey of trust with us through a relationship with his son, who his son is what his son did. That's Jesus Christ. And so we looked at that and that was where we stopped last week. Um, So that's where we finished last week. So that's a brief recap. And we also said last week, one of the things that we said that um, hopefully that, that I think maybe you would want to write down is that when God wants to solve a problem, he will send himself into the situation. And so when he sends himself into the situation, that is him pouring new wine into new wineskins where we become um, his vessels for him to solve the challenges but also for him to do that which he has planned and purposed and so today I would like you to please turn to Genesis 1 and I'm going to read from verse 28 I'm going to read from verse 28 and the reason being is the next way that God wants to build his relationship of trust for us and the the new one is he begins to speak with us through his spirit so he speaks to us through the reassurance of his name and he speaks to us through his spirit and so ladies and gentlemen what what that means and that's what we're going to look at today and i'm going to start from genesis chapter one and i'm going to start at verse i'll read from 26 and i'm going to stop at verse 28 and that will be our foundation text verse 28 is where we are going and i'll read from the bible in basic english and the bible says the following and god said this is genesis 1 and god said let us make man in our image like us and let them have rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every living thing that moveth, and over every, over all the earth, and over every living thing which goes flat on the earth. And God made man in his image. In the image of God, he made him. Male and female, he made them. That's verse 27. Now this is key. Genesis 1 verse 28. And God gave them his blessing and said to them, be fertile and have increase and make the earth full and be masters of it. Be rulers over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing moving on the earth. So ladies and gentlemen, I want that's, that is a wonderful piece of scripture that's Genesis 1, to 28. And I want you to keep that in mind. But now notice, this is what I want you to notice. At that point in time, mankind did not have a physical body. Do we agree? So at that point in time, the Bible says, and God said he wasn't, he was speaking to God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy spirit. And the Bible said, let us make man. He went through that. Then the Bible says, verse 27, he did what he said and said, God made man in his image, in the image of God, he made him male and female. He made them. So let's pause for a moment. If you, as we read the Bible, we realize that God did not create our body and the, Our soul was not shaped until Genesis 2 verse 7, because there was no need, because your soul is what connects your spirit man and your body. So your soul is the bridge between the two. But the Bible says God made man in his image, in the image of God made he him, male and female made he them. Now, um, what I want you to realize is God made us just like him. And then verse 28, and the Bible says, and God gave them his blessing and said, to them so pause for a moment that means God's primary method of him speaking to us or communicating to us was spirit to spirit so when God wants to speak to you he will speak to your spirit man now the reason I wanted to to bring that out is notice when the Bible says that God gave them his blessing and said to them He's speaking to them, but there is—they don't have a body yet, so he's speaking directly to their spirit. Now, that's the beautiful thing about God. That means it was God's original plan to communicate with you and I, spirit to spirit, because we realize that Jesus says, and I'm, I'm going to turn there. We're going to turn to John chapter four. Uh, we're going to turn to John chapter four, just so we bring this point home, John chapter 4 verse 24. So John chapter 4 verse 24. The Bible says, Jesus speaking, God is spirit. Let his worshipers give him spirit in the true way of the spirit. I'm reading from the Bible in basic English. That means when God made you and I and he was able to communicate to you and I when he blessed us. The first thing God did was to bless us. And so that's a, that's a whole new sermon, but I, maybe somebody needs to hear that, is this. Please do not think that you are not blessed. You are definitely blessed because God has blessed you. That's the first thing he did. That was the first thing he did. And so what I want you to remember is the Bible says, God said to Now, when the Bible says God made you in his image and after his likeness and male and female, that the Bible, that means it is part of the makeup of your spirit man. He made your spirit man, your spirit man could hear him. So when God blessed us, when God said to us, notice he said to, that means what we realize is God's primary desire to have a conversation with you and I will be spirit to spirit. He works from the inside and out. Now, what I wanted you to do to realize is the third step of God wanting to reintroduce himself into our lives after the fall. And so what we realize is God communicates with us spirit to spirit. So when man fell and God wanted to reintroduce to us himself, so that we could trust him again. Notice he started by giving us his name, then he sends us his son, and then he now returns to his original desire, the original method of him wanting to speak to us, and that is from his spirit to our spirit. So we're going to look at that for the next few moments because that's the next thing we're going to do. We're coming almost coming up to our the time of our declaration. Um so we'll, and we're almost coming up to the time of our declarations i will address your questions thank you pop them into the chat we will have a conversation about that and so let's put it in context um your question is very very good actually uh, it's very very good i will address your question so let's look at the fact that this is what god does and then we'll t- we'll take our declaration ladies and gentlemen and we're still doing it we're still doing our declaration so we de- declare this at 7.14 in the morning and 7.14 in the evening. And the declaration is taken from the second book of Chronicles, chapter 7, verse 14. And we're declaring it over our land that God will heal our land. And we're going to do that in, in about five seconds. And so I'm going to pause and we're going to do, take our declaration. And then we will continue with our um, Bible study. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, let's take the declaration. Oh, Lord, we are your people called by your name we humble ourselves and we pray we seek your face we turn from our wicked ways lord hear from heaven and forgive our sins and heal our land in jesus' name we pray we declare, now we're going to the declaration, we declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus, and everybody said amen and amen. And so ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize with, please, that declaration is doing amazing things. Please make sure you still do it um, 7.14 in the morning and 7.14 um, in the evening, so that God will heal our land. Now, whatever and wherever you are listening to this all over the world, not only we're, we're praying specifically for the United Kingdom, but you can declare this wherever you are, and God will grant the same things. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's um, we realize this is how God wants to speak. I have a very good question, and I'm... Okay, I'm gonna, I'll answer the question. So, this is the question I got. And it said, will anything... And the question was, will anything sin stop or get in the way of God communicating with my spirit man now will anything stop God communicating with my spirit man there's only one thing and that's the wonderful thing and I'm going to turn to Isaiah 59 and I'm going to read so Isaiah 59 verses 1 and 2 I'll put that into the chat the reason I'm picking up the question is it's absolutely wonderful um, and it helps us with our Bible study, so Isaiah 59 verses one to two, okay, and the Bible says the following, the Bible says, truly the Lord, let me, yes, truly the Lord's hand has not become short, I'm reading from the Bible in basic English, Um, I I will read it again from the, the King James, just so we have a comparison, truly the Lord's hand has not become short, so that he is unable to give salvation and his ear is not shut from hearing verse two but your sins have come between you and your god and by your evil doings his face has been veiled from you so that he will give you no answer ladies and gentlemen sin will do what sin does and it separates you what it does is it puts a block. The Bible says when sin is present, it stops your prayers getting to your father. Sin does that. That's what sin does. Sin separates us from God. It will always do that. That's what sin does. So what can stop God talking to you or you getting to God? Notice, if sin is in your life, and this is, why, this is why 1 John 1 verse 9 is critical. If sin is in your life, then your ability to communicate with God is broken. Now, I want you to understand something. That does not mean if you are saved, that does not mean he stops being your father. No. Does that stop you being saved? No. But it interrupts the communication between you and him. That's what sin does. Now, let me give you an example. Think about it. When you're given a new electrical product, sometimes if it has a battery, they will put in between the battery itself, the physical battery, and the contacts on the gadget or the instrument, a piece of paper or a piece of plastic. And it will be sticking out. And so they'll say in the instructions, before you use this product, before you try and charge it, before you use it, take the piece of paper out. Why? Because as long as the piece of paper is in between the battery and the contacts, the power in the battery will not flow to the instrument, and it won't turn on. In the very same way, ladies and gentlemen, when there's sin in our life, communication between us and God is interrupted. So let's, close this out so it's a good question so let's close it out because it's not um it's not a nightmare turning your bibles please to first john and i'm going to read verse one verse nine and this is why jesus why you find it in the lord's prayer so jesus says it he says listen this is forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and so please first John 1 1 John 1 9. okay? Let me turn there. So let me just switch turn there for you. That's fantastic. okay. And the Bible says verse 9. If we say openly that we have that we have done wrong, he is upright and true to his word, giving us forgiveness of sins, And making us clean from all evil so the King James version of that of verse 9 says the following I'll read both first John 1 verse 9 it says if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness now what that means is so if we make a mistake the first place we have to go ladies and gentlemen is back to the Lord and our relationship with him will be restored. Is that okay? So what does that mean? The answer to sin is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The answer to sin is found in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so whenever we make a mistake, go back to the Lord and notice, you're coming to the Lord in Christ. You're asking the Lord, I've made a mistake, I've repented, forgive me. The Bible says that through Jesus Christ, forgiveness will be granted to you. That means literally, and I say this carefully, it is literally like that. God has prepaid for whatever we could do wrong. In the name of Jesus, when you come before me and you ask for forgiveness, it's granted. It's not debated, it is granted. So that will allow our communication with God to continue to remain and we are constantly hearing the Holy Spirit okay so hopefully that answers your question the reason I answered it now was it was too good a question to turn up and it really helps us in our journey and so let's look at the Lord re-establishing his communication with us through the Holy Spirit remembering and so we're also remember we're also talking about how do we build our trust in the Lord and this is one of the ways and it is hearing and listening to the Holy Spirit so let's have a look at something something really quickly let's see so after the fall man had fallen and God wanted to restore that so please turn in your Bibles to the book of Ezekiel and I'm going to go to verse 36 and I'm going to go to verse 25 and I'm reading the prophecy what part of the prophecy from Ezekiel the Bible says the following then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. That's speaking prophetically about the process of salvation. Then the Bible says, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I'll give you an heart of flesh. That's where we give our lives to Christ. So he says that he will... Re- bring our heart back to life, Um, literally give us a new spirit so we can, can once again communicate with him. Then the Bible says in verse 27, amazing scripture, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. What is God saying through Ezekiel? This is the outcome of the process of salvation. I will reestablish communication between myself and you. That means I will be able to talk to you as I did at the very beginning, spirit to spirit. So when you give your life to Christ, your heart and your spirit man, your heart and your spirit man is restored, renewed. The rest, your soul, and all the elements of your soul, your mind, your, your heart, your mind, and your soul, uh, then go through a process of renewal. But the Bible says once you give your life to Christ and you are back in fellowship with the Father, God then is able to communicate with us spirit to spirit. And we'll have a look at that. Let's, so let's see how it plays out. So turn with me, um, ladies and gentlemen. Um, thank you for guys thank you guys for putting that scripture into the chat that's really helpful and so turn with me to john chapter 14 and i'm going to read from verses 16 to 18 john 14 16 to 18 and jesus is speaking And Jesus now is speaking about the arrival of the Holy Spirit after he has gone to the cross, um, risen from the dead and has ascended to the Father. And the Bible says the following. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive Because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then Jesus closes it out in verse 18. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So, ladies and gentlemen, what's Jesus saying? Jesus saying, when I leave, I'm going to ask the father and he's going to send you another comforter that is broken down in john 14 verse 26 in the amplified bible what the comforter does so if you would like to check that out that's absolutely wonderful but the bible says and then he summed it up in verse 18 that he says i won't leave you comfortless i will come to you let's put two scriptures together scriptures that we spoke about last week and this week the bible says in john 14 verse 9 that jesus said to one of his followers when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He said, the words I speak to you, they're not mine. They are the Father's words. And he says, I do not speak them of myself. I only speak what the Father tells me to say to you. He now says, when the Holy Spirit comes, he says, I will come to you. That means God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. So when you are speaking to the Holy Spirit, and um, you are speaking to the Father. You're speaking to God, and you're speaking to Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are one. That's the beautiful thing about it. So when you can have that level of confidence, when you are having a conversation with the Holy Ghost, you are having a conversation as if Jesus is standing right in front of you, representing the Father. That's the beautiful thing. So God can speak to you once more, spirit to spirit. Literally, you have a direct line of communication with your father and that is how god builds we're going to look at it in a moment that's how god builds trust so one last thing let's look at the arrival of the holy spirit um jesus speaks about his arrival in acts chapter 1 verse 4 to 8 acts chapter 1 verses 4 to 8 and so our next question is acts 1 our next um scripture is acts 1 verses 4 Verse to verse 8 so acts chapter 1 i'm going to start reading from verse 4 and jesus says the following Jesus is just about to leave um and the bible says and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from jerusalem but wait for the promise of the father which saith he you have heard of me verse 5 jesus then echoes what john the baptist then he echoes says the following for john truly baptized with water that was speaking about john the baptist but you shall be baptized with the holy ghost not many days hence so jesus is saying that the holy spirit you're going to be filled with the holy spirit once more and then he says and when i'll keep reading to verse eight when they therefore I'm i'm reading from the king james version of the bible ladies and gentlemen When they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the father has put in his own power. He says, that's not your focus right now. Then he comes to verse eight and he says, but you shall receive power that after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes, the the power for you to do and be, all that God has designed you to do and be will come back to you. Why? Because God will be able once more to direct your actions from your spirit man. You'll have a direct communication link with him, and so, ladies and gentlemen, when Jesus is speaking about God pouring new wine into new wine skins, this is what it means. He's basically saying that that level of communication will go back to its original state, so God's intentions will—God will be able to communicate His intentions to you when you then respond the remarkable things begin to happen. And so God will fill us literally with himself. He will fill our spirit with his spirit and he will be able to speak to us um, spirit to spirit, allowing us, as he said, to walk in his commandments, do what he says, represent him and a whole brand new level of life and ministry takes over. And so ladies and gentlemen, just to, um, to close this out, let's see this in action I'm, I'm deliberately doing this hopefully so if you do go back to it so you've got a complete picture let's see this in action let's see this relationship in action so there are many places um in the bible but let's pick on one okay turning your bible to acts chapter 13 acts chapter 13 reading from verse 1 and i will stop at verse 4 acts 13 And I'll read from verse one and I'll stop at verse four. What is about to happen, ladies and gentlemen, is a beautiful example of when God literally fills people with the Holy Spirit. So let's turn to Acts chapter 13, verse one. The Bible says the following. Now there were in the church, Uh, uh, now there were in the church that was at Antioch, certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. Verse three, and when they had fasted and prayed, and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And verse four, which is, which is also, I want to close with that. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And verse four says So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. Now, notice, The Holy Spirit said to them. Did they hear an audible voice? No, they didn't. He didn't say it out loud as he did when he acknowledged Jesus. No, he spoke to them spirit to spirit. So they heard a voice on their inside. That means God is speaking to them the way he wants to speak to us. He's leading them. So he said, do this for me. Notice, um, so they were fasting and they were praying, they were ministering to the Lord, they were spending time ministering to the Lord, and the Holy Spirit in that environment spoke to them. Um, The Bible also records that once they had done so, once they had heard what he said and they obeyed him, the Bible says they were sent forth by the Holy Ghost. That means they are now doing what the Holy Ghost has said. That is how God wants to speak to you and i ladies and gentlemen that is how he wants to um that is how you he, he wants to speak to us in a brand new way as we go into the new that's how he wants he wants to re- effectively make this relationship a become real become functional so that he when god wants to do something he will speak to your heart and you will be able to respond, okay? I'm going to come to your questions. It's absolutely fine. Um, all right, I'll come to your questions in a moment. I'll come to your questions in a moment. So this is what the Bible says. Really great questions. I'm getting some good ones. So let's wrap this thought up. Um, how? What I want to what I want to clarify here is when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you do what he says, when you realize that what he says was right, it builds trust in you. In that the Holy Spirit said I should wear a blue shirt and it paid off. Or the Holy Spirit said I should wait 10 seconds and I got a parking space at Tesco's. Or the Holy Spirit says that that I should go to school or I should go to work 25 minutes earlier and i find that oh wow that i dodged a massive a massive um, traffic jam you realize ladies and gentlemen that those are the things that build trust in you also sometimes when the holy spirit will tell you to do something and you may find that rather he may say okay take this road to work and you Take that road to work and it's slower. It's 15 minutes slower. You find yourself in traffic and you'll be thinking, oh, well, I I didn't really hear the Holy Ghost. That's not true. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will take you a route that might be slightly longer, but it will be safer. And so this is something that you've got to realize when the Holy Spirit is directing you, that what it will do is it will build your trust and confidence in your ability to hear God and your ability to respond to him. That is where your trust journey with God is built. And so that's what I wanted to bring. I wanted to do that. So that's what God wants to do when he fills us with new wine. And the last part is this. Um, I want to bring this conversation, um, this section of a conversation about the new wine that God pouring us into himself. I want to bring it to a close. And that's the fourth thing that God wanted to do. So the first thing he wanted to reestablish his name. Then he wanted to re-establish relationship with us through his son. Then he wanted to re-establish communication with us through his spirit. But then you have to ask yourself, okay, why? And this is a reason. So turn with me back to, we read this scripture at the beginning, Genesis one twenty six. Genesis one twenty six. I want you to realize it is God's desire. When it comes to anything on the earth, he wants to send you and I. Notice what God says in Genesis one twenty-six. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. That means let them have our personality and character and let them have the ability to function like us. Remember what we said that when God solves a problem, he wants to send himself into that situation to solve it. So, when you look at Genesis 126 all the way to Genesis 128, you realize it was God's original intention that whenever He wanted to be somewhere, He will send you and I to literally represent Him so that we will then speak His words, we will take His actions, we will do what He tells us to do, and the result will be the miraculous. And so ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to building a relationship of trust, God wants, God gave us his name. God gave us his son, his word, and God gave us the spirit. That was just the first three, but he also wants to send you and I so that your interaction with other people will give them the opportunity to build trust in him so that, so when you and I do what God says, they don't see us; they see God. And those are the kind of things. And, and I'll give I'll give you a couple of I'll give you a couple of examples um, that that hope, I'll give you a couple of examples. Hopefully, will make it simpler. But I'm going to ask you to turn, ladies and gentlemen, to one scripture that really sums up what I just said. Please turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter 8. And please turn. Romans 8. And I want you to turn to verse 14. Romans 8 verse 14. The Bible says the following. For as many as are led. By the spirit of God. That means. Those of us that are doing what the Holy Spirit says when he tells us to say, going where he wants us to go, the Bible says they are what? The sons of God, meaning when God wants to introduce himself into your office, into your school, into your college, into your family, into your wherever it may be, your business, what you do, where you are, he's going to do it through you. And that is God's desire. He wants to do it through you and I. And so we realize the key thing that we, that we have to focus on is this word. And it is. So I'm, I'm going to read one of the prayers that Paul prays. And I would really love you. The Holy Spirit speaking through Paul. Literally, Paul is praying for the, the Ephesian church and i want you to please ladies and gentlemen as we go into the new pray that prayer for yourself really pray that prayer for yourself ephesians turn with me to please to ephesians chapter 3 um okay ephesians 3 sorry ephesians 3 And we're going to read from 14 to 21. Ephesians 3. 14 to 21. Holy Spirit, thank you so much. This is where we're going to close it out today. So this is Paul praying um and the bible says the following the bible says for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of our lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you i'm going to pause for a second i sense very strongly the presence of the holy spirit and 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 i'm i'm I just, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I say this from the bottom of my heart. Wherever you are, ladies and gentlemen, God is very, 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 very close to you. And he just, he He pulled, before we read this, because this is where we're going to close it out and then we'll answer the questions. But I want you to realize, ladies and gentlemen, somebody needed to know that God's right there with you. There's a desperate desire. Someone, I don't know what you're going through. I actually don't. I, I don't know who you are, but I sense the, the the presence of the Holy Spirit is so strong. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pause for a second. And wherever you are, whether you're listening to this by podcast, whether you are, um, whether you're you're listening to this tonight, hear me well and uh, hear me from the bottom of my heart. The Holy Spirit, what He's ministering to my spirit is there is a necessity for someone to know. That God is right there. Now, the beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen, is this God will manifest his presence. God will manifest who he is, who Jesus is, what he has done through the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And he wanted you to know. So he interrupted tonight and he just said, Pause for a moment. And it's like he just wants to minister to you. So whatever you're asking God for, We join our faith with you. Somebody has, there's a desperate, I mean, a desperate need. Whatever you are asking God for, hear me well. We join our faith with you. And I want you to know that your father, God, your father is just reaching out to where you are. I don't know who who you are, but God does and he will manifest his presence that means he will make real tangible he will grant you a reassurance of that the fact that he's there he will cause his name to become alive he'll cause what jesus who jesus is and what jesus is to us to come alive through the person of the holy spirit and he's doing it for someone tonight he really is somebody's hopes are being restored, and I say that carefully, somebody's hopes are being restored, the ability just to continue, the ability to go on, the ability to go through, they're being restored, and it's a reassurance on your inside, it's separate from your circumstances, the Lord is just letting you know that I'm there, we got this, and God will be kind, whoever you are, and and I say this from whoever you are, God will be kind to you, God will be kind, all right, so let's wrap this up, Um, let, let let's 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 wrap this up the bible says to follow it and i'm going to read um paul's prayer and this this will this will help us um settle what what we're saying tonight and this is what paul prays and Paul, the holy spirit summarizes this beautifully through paul and, and this is what he says he "says for this cause i bow my knees unto the father of our lord jesus christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So that's what, what God is doing for somebody right now. The necessary strength for you to keep going, the necessary strength for you to keep going is coming to your spirit, man. And that's where it's going to break everything. That They can't touch it. Once it's there, the power and the strength necessary is coming to your spirit, man. But let me read on. And then the Bible says the following, this is now the effect of his presence. The Bible says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints, what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And verse 19 is where we're going. And to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. Then the Bible says the following that you might be filled with all the fullness of God so when you are this is what the Lord does through the Holy Spirit it's literally where God pours himself into you notice the process he says he gives you strength first he makes who Jesus is a reality and causes Jesus, to dwell in your heart by faith, so your faith comes alive, so that Jesus, all that Jesus is, all that Jesus has won, all that Jesus has done on your behalf, becomes true and real to you. Then the Bible says that you are rooted and grounded in love. That means God will bring the stability and the sustenance necessary of wherever you are, whatever you're going through, from himself. We realize this because the Bible says in First John chapter 4, reading from verses 8 The Bible says God is love, so you will be rooted, that means connected to God, and you will be grounded, that means God will give you stability no matter what you're going through. Then the Bible says that you will be able to comprehend with all saints what is the full 360 degree provision of salvation, you will understand what Jesus has done how Jesus has done it, who you are in Christ. Remember, this is going to happen in stages. But because where does it all start? It It starts in the spirit. Where does it all start? The spirit starts it in your spirit. Then the Bible says that you now have a comprehension of or a revelation of what the gospel is, what Jesus has done on one and on your behalf. Then the Bible says very clearly that you will come to know the love of Christ you will understand how much god has done for you and done literally done for you in sending his son jesus christ to die and re- rise again from the dead to pay the the full penalty of our sins please follow me then the bible says that, that notice it says it passes knowledge that means you won't understand it with your head okay so The next thing I I want you to, to realize, ladies and gentlemen, is this. The Bible says that you will know it, but it won't be head knowledge. It will be heart knowledge, a reassurance, the kind of knowledge that comes. It's called belief. We'll come back to that another week. The Bible then says when that happens, God's original intention is that he will fill you with himself. That's so important, that God will fill you with himself. And then, now this is what God wants to do. Notice verse 20. Notice verse 20. The Bible says the following. The Bible says now, that means based upon this, the key element is fill God wants to fill you with himself so when Jesus says now this is what I want you to please follow this when Jesus says God what he came with the example or Jesus presented the example of new wine flowing into new wine skins what was he saying he was saying that God wants to fill you with himself but it will have an effect it will not be for nothing now hold on Verse 20 of Ephesians 3, verse 20 says the following. The Bible says now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages and without end. Meaning, let's look at this. That means when God fills you with himself, God will cause to come to pass his plans and purposes for whatever you are going through. And the outcome will be glory. He said, when you're filled with God, what will happen? God will exceed. Now I'm going to read verse 20. Um, I'm going to read verse 20 to 21 in the Amplified Bible. Or the Amplified Classic. Verse 20 says, now to him who by inconsequence of, the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Now, please hear me well. I want you to realize that means literally when God fills you with himself, he literally takes over. And God's original intention for where you are, what you're going through, where you find yourself, where he leads you, where he plants you, where he puts you, where you find yourself married, where you find yourself a child, where you find yourself a worker, where you find yourself serving, where you find yourself, whether you find yourself in a crowd, or whether you find yourself alone, the Bible says God literally, through the power that works on your inside, will cause the purposes of God to come to pass, no matter who's standing against them. That also means no matter what you're going through, what does verse 21 say? The outcome of your journey will be that it will give glory to God. I did not say that journey will be easy, but this is what God is about to do when he wants to introduce the new into your life. He's going to fill you with himself and wherever he wants to express himself, he's going to take you. And through that, that means you might find yourself in a place comfortable or you might find yourself in a place that's uncomfortable, but God will glorify himself by the power that works on your inside. So the key element there, ladies and gentlemen, as I bring this to, this little bit to a close, and I'll go to your questions, is this. God wants to fill you with himself. So when Jesus says, God wants to pour new wine into new wine schemes, what was he saying? He wants the process of salvation to come to its fullness in your life and in my life. Meaning, God will fill you with his spirit so that through you, the purposes and intentions of God will come to pass, no matter what you are currently facing. And ladies and gentlemen, that's a two-part conversation and we're going to pick up on this next week because that is effectively what the new wine is. God filling you with himself, making his name real, making his son real. Making the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit real and causing you to walk, act, and think according to his purposes so that God will get the glory. Because what you go through will be the things that you read about in the Bible, the miraculous that you see in the Bible will begin to show up just where you are. Now, ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize is the key element is it all starts with being. Filled. And so I'll end it with I'll end this conversation with this. Now take um the questions. And it is this. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, the ministry and person of the Holy Spirit is so much more than we currently know. There's a whole world to discover. And ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be new and virgin territory. It's going to be probably the most amazing season of our lives. And so I just really want to encourage you that it's going to be great where you are and what you're going through. God is going to glorify. Now, before I take your questions, let's say a prayer, because I, I really feel we should pray now and then answer the questions. And the prayer is this. I pray that whatever you're going through, I hopefully from what you've just heard and what the Holy Spirit does on for and on your behalf, that God reassures you that at the end of it, that it will glorify God. It will glorify God. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is going to work through you to get it done. Keep that in mind. It's going to glorify God. So let me go to your questions as we bring this evening. Um, it brings this evening to a close so i'm I'm going to take the questions in order i've got three so the first question was so if you are not walking in power does that mean you don't have god the holy spirit in you let's have a look let's let's have a look so come with me ladies and gentlemen to first corinthians chapter two so if you're not walking in power does that mean you don't have the holy spirit within you first corinthians chapter two and i'm going to read from verse one um when it comes to power when it comes to the demonstration of power when it comes to demonstration of power the person how god how does god get it done jesus says in acts chapter one when the holy spirit comes upon you you will receive power to do and be his witnesses first corinthians chapter two and i'm going to read from verses one to four just to bring it home and the bible says and i brethren when i came to you came not with the with excellency of speech or wisdom declaring unto you the testimony of god paul is speaking to the corinthians the bible says verse two for i determined not to know anything among you save jesus christ and him crucified absolutely wonderful verse three and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. That means it's, this is a daunting task. But then this is what Paul says. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. The person who exercises the power of God is the person of the Holy Spirit. He's the power of God that holds this whole thing together. And I want you to begin to realize. So the, when it comes to, if you're walk, when we say walking in power, what do we mean? Are you seeing the Bible come alive? Are you seeing miracles? Are you seeing direction? Are you seeing God do the things that you want to do? It's Does that mean you don't have God, the Holy Spirit in you? it doesn't mean he's not in you because he's in you to keep you safe but it does mean that you don't have him as an abundance and let me put that in in to two scriptures so it's clear in John chapter 4 I'm going to go to John chapter 4 and we're going to go to Jesus's conversation with the um Jesus's conversation with the woman at the well, and he says the following, and Jesus answered and said unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of this water, I'm reading from verses 13 and 14, and whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. That means, though there will be enough of the holy spirit to sustain you to make heaven enough but now come with me to john chapter seven Je- jesus is speaking again john chapter seven i'm going to read from verse um 37 in the last day of that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Notice the difference. There is one, a spring bubbling up and taking you to eternal life. That is a literally a spring, just enough to get you from where you are to heaven, that's fine. But then Jesus says, when you want to do something, there's a necessity for a flood. And he says that he that believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And so ladies and gentlemen, what I want you to realize, and this is what Jesus said, and I want you to keep this in mind. This is what Jesus said about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, "When when you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is granted to you as the as the promise of the Father, the baptism gives you power. To read Acts 1, verse 8, paraphrasing it from the Amplified Classic. It says, When the Holy Ghost shall come upon you, you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might. So, what that means is when you are not walking in the power of God, it means you're not walking in the fullness of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not that the Holy Ghost is not there. That's not what we're saying. But you've got to go to the next level whereby you're doing the Holy Spirit literally fills you. So that's where we talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're literally immersed in him. So we're talking about rivers flooding out of you. And then that is where he begins to perform the wonders and the amazing things that he does. Great question. I really hope that answer helped you. Sorry, I couldn't write those um, those scriptures into the chat. Um, the next question that we've got, we, we're out of time. And so what I will do, ladies and gentlemen, I will copy the chat and I'll make sure that your answers, your questions are answered the next time we meet. I'll make sure of that. And what I also will do, somebody did ask about the podcast. You, The podcast will be up by God's grace, um, it will be up within the next two days, the minimum, the worst case scenario will be within the next two days, so you can plug in, and so you can go over everything that we've said. So ladies and gentlemen, as we close tonight, and I, your questions are, are amazing, we've got loads of questions, and it's going to be fun going through them. As we close tonight, let's say a prayer, and our prayer is very simple. Our prayer is exactly what Paul said to pray in Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, that may you, ladies and gentlemen, from this moment forward, be strengthened in your inner man by the Holy Spirit from God's riches in glory. May God make this season of your life, no matter what you're going through, may God cause the necessary strength, the necessary strength to come upon you so that you literally bring glory to God because it will turn out the way God wants. And if anybody is facing sickness, we pause to say this because we realize we're going through a pandemic. And we say this for anyone who is believing God specifically for healing, we join our faith with yours. Whether you are listening by podcast or you're here live, when we pray that by the power of the Holy Spirit, that the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will cause healing to come to you, your loved one, or to be transferred wherever you need healing to go. May God be kind to you, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week, guys. May God bless you. I Hopefully you've been blessed. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Baj. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Have a blessed night. Thank you, Pastor Baj.